0: Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of The Lieberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Today, we are joined by Kingsley Edwards. Kingsley is a blockchain advisor to the president. Kingsley, thank you for joining us. And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners?
1: Hey, Adam. Uh, No, not really. Just glad to uh, finally that we can get to do this. I know we went back and forth a couple of times, but glad to be here and uh, looking forward to the conversation.
0: Definitely. I think that's going to make the conversation a little bit better, knowing that we had to put a lot of work in to get to where we're at right now. (laughs) So, uh, but Kingsley, Blockchain Advisor, tell us about your uh, your experience in, in that industry and how are you working with the president?
1: Yeah, so in 2013, I, uh, I started getting into the, uh, the startup world and also kind of the crypto world as, as far as like a professional. I founded a, a company back then that's, we, we built a platform where people can play against each other in popular video games or Bitcoin, game, like popular video games like uh, Counter-Strike, League of Legends, even Minecraft. So I started that company, we we got, uh, and even previous to that, you know, I'd heard of, of Liberland. I think it was probably, let's see, how old is Liberland now? We just, we just sure. had the fourth birthday. Right, right. So yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, pretty early on that I heard about Liberland. And I've always loved uh, the idea uh, behind it and... And just everything that you know those it's 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 a it's a new type of move towards uh, some sort of you know sovereign country that is able to control itself and and has uh you know complete autonomy. Uh, I know right now you know they're having to kind of still figure quite a few things out, but uh it seems like every year you know it progresses forward. But anyway, oh, yeah, going back, I sold um, you know that that crypto company in 2017. I directed a, uh, a 33 million dollar token sale with the company that's uh, that I sold my company to, and uh, and then we ended up building uh, you know at the peak of the at the market, we had a I think 240 million dollar market cap token. Wow! And now that's that's uh, you know obviously fallen a bit um, since the 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 height, just like a lot of other tokens and just crypto in general. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, then I, I think I, I ate with Ron Paul at uh, Anarcho Coco 2018 at uh, some sort of like little uh, dinner and gala thing. Mm-hmm. And Vit uh, was there. And so I think that was one of the first times where uh, we had kind of any, you know, interaction face to face. And it was great to, you know, have dinner with Ron Paul and Vit and Joby Weeks was there and I had my family there all at the table as well. So it was, you know, a good time and Anarchapoco was always, always great. But then, you know, from there, I started getting into actually consulting after doing that that token sale and helping other companies kind of achieve uh, similar success. So we, uh, you know, we kind of went back and forth a couple of times and then, um, you know, been talking to to bit here and there for, for over a year. And now uh, things are starting to, luckily in the, in the crypto market, things are starting to kind of take up a bit and it's making it a little bit more friendly to start doing things in, in the, in the industry again, as far as, you know, attracting investors and building a community and all this type of stuff. Uh, so there's, there's definitely a timing component to that. But, uh, but yeah, so now, you know, kind of moving forward and, and uh, helping in any way that I can in that regard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were talking a little bit before the call, but you said you're based out of Las Vegas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Based in Vegas. Uh, been here on and off for the last 20 plus years, born in Florida.
0: How's the, uh, how does the weather compare there for you uh, to Florida? I guess probably just humidity is the main difference.
1: Yeah, you know, we we went to uh, the the Bitcoin conference in Florida in in January, and I still have family there. I, I always love visiting. We're actually looking to maybe get a place or do Vegas for half the year in, in Florida for three months or half the year. Because yeah, it's definitely it's definitely some of the best weather, especially during the winter. And Vegas is you know pretty mild winters, but it can still get to thirties and forties. So I'm just kind of a, a T-shirt and, and shorts type of guy, and I love the the water too. So yeah, Vegas, and you know we have a Vegas is kind of interesting. We have a pretty uh, pretty decent little crypto crew here uh, with different companies. I was last year we we shared office space with Post Show, which does uh, smart contract auditing. We had uh, Pink Sky Capital. Which is a, like a boutique hedge fund uh, focused on crypto. We we had a bunch of other companies, about six or seven other companies that were involved in that uh, that office space in Summerlin. Unfortunately, that kind of disbanded. But uh, late last year, but you know, I know a lot of those those people, and I also run the Las Vegas Bitcoin meetup. So we I run the biggest and kind of oldest uh, meetup for Vegas. So we have over I think seven hundred members, which is pretty decent for uh, for Vegas because it's not a huge, huge city, but decent size.
0: Right, right. So, I guess, could you tell us maybe about a unique experience you've had since working with Lieberland? I'm sure sitting down having dinner with Ron Paul and Vitilishka for the first time were pretty <laughs> unique occurrences for you. Is there anything else that you're just like, wow, this would never happen to me unless I was with Lieberland?
1: Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, doing the the, the Ron Paul dinner was uh, pretty cool, and and uh, seeing seeing bit there. I, I don't, I don't know if there's any like huge, you know, just uh, the seeing bit bit travel and, and meet all these interesting people, you know, I'm not a part of that necessarily, but so it's mostly on, on my end, it's more of just phone calls or, or Skype calls with, uh, with him or the team. So nothing uh, nothing crazy, but just, you know, watching bit travel and, and see uh, everyone that he meets and, and just the, the uh, progress that, that he makes through the relationships that he's uh, maintaining or creating. Um, it was really, it's really cool to kind of witness and kind of, you know, focus on and see just the, the movement, the, the uh, potential, you know, token sale that, uh, that we've been discussing and the, for the progression of, you know, kind of fundraising and everything. It's just, it's just been a cool, unique thing to be a part of in general. Absolutely.
0: And so what were you doing professionally before you really got involved with the startup scene in 2013?
1: Um, I was involved. Uh, my previous background, which actually got me in, in interested in, in Bitcoin too. I was I was a libertarian. I'm a, a fan of Ron Paul in 2008, 2012, and I was involved with those political cycles. Which that was that was pretty uh, pretty cool time to look back on. A lot of new people that are getting into it now, you know, they missed out on on uh, a lot of what went on then. But I uh, professionally, I was in wealth management, so I was kind of just a, a, a portfolio manager some different uh, wealth managers, boutique, uh, boutique wealth sh- uh, management shops in, uh, in Vegas. Nothing huge, but you know, pretty, pretty decent size. I think the largest one had like 400 million under assets, mm-hmm. um, or under, yeah, under management. So yeah. And then that's where I kind of got my, my, uh, I had, you know, I was licensed, uh, series seven, 63, 65. I, um, and then I, I started as I was kind of a libertarian. And then I, I heard about Bitcoin I think, I think probably maybe the first time I heard about it was like in the Ron Paul forums or something like that. And it was, um, I think it was right, it was either before or right after the big run up from like $2 to, uh, or it was actually less than a dollar to like 20, over $20 and then it went back down. And that's where I was like, Oh, you know, I, I thought at the, time, at the time, no one really taught me any differently or, and also I didn't do enough, uh, research myself. That's, that's when I was like, Oh, this, this little internet money that these people are trying to, you know, I thought it was this fiat, basic fiat, you know, that they were trying to, uh, to create failed because it's, it shot up and then went down significantly. So it's probably a dead project. <laughs> and once uh, Bitcoin started trending back up to like um, $5, one of my friends, um, he raised some money from some venture capitalists to create a Bitcoin exchange in New York. And that's when I was like, oh wait, there's there's like you know, smart money moving into this. And they're actually funding companies to to create things for this ecosystem, this new crypto ecosystem. And um and now yeah, that was around five dollars. I ended up buying my first uh, Bitcoins off of Coinbase right after they got out of Y Combinator wow. around twenty dollars. So definitely been kind of, you know, in the space uh, since early 2013 and been monitoring it uh, since late 2012. Yeah. So you've seen kind
0: of all the all the booms and busts that have come through the past, what, six years?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh you know, now now it's like, I don't know, it's it's a lot easier. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if this was your first boom bust that you went through in 2017, 18, and you're still in it, you know, I think you, you get more used to the volatility as time goes on and you just kinda realize only only invest what what you're really willing to lose. But also just just witnessing the strength of the market and, you know, seeing Bitcoin go from uh, you know, basically five dollars to twelve hundred dollars and then trending down to two hundred dollars and then shooting up to twenty thousand dollars, it's crazy. It really is. Um, I don't know if there's really anything like it as far as the, the volatility and the swings and especially to the upside. It'd be interesting to see actually if, if someone, I'm sure there's probably studies out there and I've, I've read things before, but I'm not sure if there's uh, anything that really compares to to kind of the, the uh, upside and, and the volatility. I mean, we're really witnessing kind of, you know, largest uh, transfer of wealth from traditional assets to digital assets right now. And cryptocurrency mm-hmm. is a major part of that.
0: Yeah. And what are, so what are some, some things, maybe some characteristics that you think with the creation of the Lieberland merit, what are some things that in your opinion need to happen or be created for it to be successful and continue to be successful?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, a big part of what, what bid does is, you know, there's a big uh, uh, PR push. And so, and I think it's, it's kind of happening. It seems like naturally where kind of this uh, libertarian kind of anarchist, type of philosophy and even, even more like conservative thought, you know, they even say like uh, generation Z or something like one one of those generations. I they always confuse me, but, um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, it's the most kind of conservative, more libertarian generation out there. And I think that's kind of a, uh, A backlash, you know, from different generations kind of fighting against the previous generation and questioning how those things were done. And there's no doubt, you know, in my mind, and I think in everyone's mind, really, that there's a lot of things that are messed up right now. So there's there's something that needs to happen. I mean, from a monetary policy viewpoint, you know, economics, foreign policy. I mean, these are the things that even Ron Paul warned about back then and other libertarians uh, before him have talked about. That, you know, so I think it's kind of a natural progression that things like Liberland kind of take off mm-hmm. because uh, and and you know other projects as well around the world because there needs to there the 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 system the old system is falling apart so we need answers for something new and I think Liberland is is you know one of those answers right or can be right right yeah there's a there's a need or a demand for
0: what Liberland is building and what the nation is about right. That, that sounds like basically what you're communicating.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see, you know, you look throughout, every every time it seems like whenever humans are living during a certain time, they, they always think that nothing's going to change. But I mean, if you look at human history, I mean, things change a lot. Huh. And with technology, I think things are gonna be changing even more rapidly, whether we like it or not. So yeah, I think, you know, kind of leave the land emerges in, in all this and hopefully it becomes a, a huge success.
0: Yeah, and so throughout your involvement is there anything that's really stood out to you, and you've gone, "Wow, that person really was ambitious for Liberland. I wish more people would do something like that. Um, basically, I guess what I'm asking is, do you have advice for anyone who's maybe not fully involved with
1: Liberland yet? Um, I mean, I, you know, there. It, it seems to me that the the team at Liberland is is always looking for you know talents, um, anything that you can help bring to the table. They're they're looking for volunteers, um, whether you have a a blockchain background or even you know community management background any any kind of business relationships that, that may help or personal relationships or even relationships with with other countries too there's it seems like they're they're really open to uh, anybody that that can help to help and, uh, and now's the time to lay the groundwork and, and do the work to, uh, to create a more peaceful future. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what, you know, a lot of what Liberland stands for. Uh, I mean, my advice is really just to check out the websites and then you know reach out and see, see if you are interested in getting involved. Like I said, what you can bring to the table. Right. And so
0: also, I'm trying to remember, I know we just talked about Liberland turning four I think you said your involvement with the country started maybe 2017, 2018. Based on what you've seen, where do you see Liberland within the next three to five years?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's tricky because there's a lot of variables, you know. Hopefully, uh, it seems like maybe there'll be some sort of actual movement when it comes to actually uh, building some sort of some some sort of infrastructure on the physical land itself, mm-hmm. you know. And I know there's lots of talks of, uh, of doing that and uh, lots of plans being formulated right now. And maybe, maybe even things are, have already started to take off. I'm not sure in the last week or so, things can move pretty rapidly or, or pretty slowly depending on what they're going for and where they get the green light. And when you're talking about, you know, they're, they're also facing potential threats from, you know, different governments as well. So it's, it's, a, it's it can be a pretty tricky you know, situation, but I'm glad that, you know, someone is at least having that conversation, Right. So, um, so yeah, I would love to see, you know, like some, some infrastructure and some of the festivals and uh, events that they do get, you know, more and more or have more and more interest in, in people attending them. And hopefully, you know, hopefully at that time, they'll have the, the fundraising that's needed to, to really do some really cool things.
0: Mm-hmm. Just curious, have you had a chance to, to make it over to Europe at all or,
1: or see anything? No, I I wasn't able to make it last year. uh, But one of our, one of uh, the other consultants that was, that was working with us, she, she ended up going on our behalf, but yeah, I was just, I was traveling too much. Unfortunately, I wanted to, but uh, yeah, maybe hopefully this year or or next year I, w- I would love to
0: yeah yeah there's i just talked to tom walls earlier today actually and yeah there's some some big things coming maybe something over the summer and then yeah next year's anniversary you've always got that that'll be the 5th year as well so
1: yeah. big one to That'd go be, to that's a, yeah that's a good anniversary to to do something on all right
0: kingsley is is there a preferred way for anyone listening? Maybe you know they they resonated with what you had to say. They want to reach out, get in touch with you. Is there a preferred way to do that?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I have my uh, my consulting uh, email, but for some reason I'm running through with some domain issues, so that email is down right now. But I can just give my my uh, my regular Gmail is uh, is krh at gmail com. That's the best way to contact me. And then yeah, and you know, like I said, right now we're we're are we're actually we're you know, I'm I'm helping Libra where I can on the blockchain side, but we're in, we're in Boost V C, which is a startup accelerator in San Mateo run by the Draper's. I forget if I mentioned that on the you know, on the call or not. But uh Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're building a. Uh, we're actually building a social network with like crypto being built throughout it. So people will be able to um, kind of similar like to Patreon. You'll be able to subscribe to people. You'll be able to uh, move Bitcoin throughout the platform. There'll be like videos on demand that you can can pay for. And if you're a content creator, you'll be able to monetize your content. And it's just a big kind of a big fight towards what's happening on the, you know, uh, online really uh-huh. with all the social media and the censorship going on right now. It's just, it's just crazy. You know, we have lots of relationships and people that we know that have been deplatformed or demonetized on the various other platforms and, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So we're, we we just, we're trying to create a, uh, a competitor to that and some uh, basically, you know, some, place more friendly where people know that either they're not going to, their income's not going to get and they're uh, they won't feel like they're next on the chopping block if they are haven't already been affected by what's going on because it seems like it's just getting kind of worse and worse. Right. So that's yeah, that's kind of a uh, you know I'm uh, focused on with my uh, with my team right now, but but also you know h- open to helping other projects uh, you know if I can.
0: Yeah, definitely, and and I like the concept of what you're working on. So you'll have to keep me updated. And hey, if you need any uh, any beta testers, don't forget about me.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're almost there. So be great to have you. Cool. All right, guys. Well, this has been
0: episode 26 of the Leverland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. And today we were joined by Kingsley Edwards, a blockchain advisor to the president. Kingsley, thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me.